Jam in the Journey, the podcast, is just me and sometimes a special guest, the microphone, and the music. Not always perfect, but always doing my best. Several months ago, I found my life to be in a very dark place. I found myself emotionally and physically tired, and most of all, so very lost. So tired and lost, I became stuck in this dark and lonely place. Through music, which clears my head, and on any day lifts my spirits, plus the help of a very special friend, spiritual guidance, and the desperation to get out of that place, I began my journey to finding my peace, self-love, and most of all, my best and most purpose-filled life. So welcome to my journey. I'm new to this podcast thing, and my life is still under construction, so I ask that you are patient with my imperfections and accept me for the courage and strength I've decided to use as part of the healing process. So again, welcome to Jamming the Journey. I am so glad to have you along for the ride. My name is Denise, and I'm your host. Hi there, and welcome to Episode 7, Construction Ahead. So today, I want to talk about these construction zones. I like to call them construction zones that we that are ahead of us that we worry about. So how many times have we found ourselves stressing about something in the future that may or may not happen? Or something like a surgery, something that has a specific date, a surgery, a graduation, a monumental birthday for someone, something that we know is going to happen, and we start worrying about it. The minute we think about it, and we know that it's going to happen, and it's on our calendar, we start worrying about it. I'm raising my hand over here. (laughs) Me, me, me. Do you realize that when we are worrying about the future, that we forget to enjoy the present? Doesn't that sound crazy? It sounds crazy that we do that, and it should be so simple that we don't. But for some of us, it's just not that simple. Now, I'm definitely not as much of a worrier as I once was. However, as much as I hate to admit it, I can sometimes be a control freak about certain things. Okay, I know there are people out there going, duh, (laughs) who really know me, um, know this, but it's true, and I'm admitting it, I'm claiming it, I've realized it, this journey has definitely shown me that. But a thousand people can tell me not to worry about something, and I will look a thousand people in the face like they are crazy. And when most of the time the things I'm dwelling on are indeed out of my control. But I have discovered my theory on this. (laughs) Like I've tried to justify it. So my theory is when I'm worrying about something, it gives me this sense of regaining some control. As though my stress and worrying is somehow going to magically affect the outcome. Now, that's the way I justify it. That's not the way it is. (laughs) So, but I find myself justifying it like that. How crazy. Because my worrying is not going to affect, excuse me, affect the outcome of it either way. It's crazy. So, here's a story. 
several years ago, I had total knee replacement. And while most people who are going to have surgery, their, their biggest concern is the surgery itself, the, the going under the anesthesia, um, you know, am I going to come out of surgery? These are the things people worry about. Mm-mm, not me. Wasn't bothered about that at all. Because of my fear of needles and, and pain, I became so obsessed with the IV I was going to get on surgery day. Like, seriously, I'm not kidding. I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I even called the surgery center before my surgery to tell them I had rolling veins. Oh, and I'm sure they've never heard that. You know, I'm acting like, um, yeah, y'all don't, y'all never heard of this and you've never seen a patient with this. But I called them to make sure that there would be someone there that day of my surgery who could insert a needle in someone with rolling veins. Yeah, like um, they didn't learn that in needle school. Craziness. And now I look back and it's like, God, they just humored me. I would, and oh, just how embarrassing. But I literally did. I'm not kidding. I called and asked them. Yes, this is Denise Whitsett and I'm scheduled for surgery and so it's such a veins. And I just want you to know, I have this thing they called rolling veins. <laughs> I'm, oh my gosh, the poor lady on the end of the phone. And I just, you know, I just want to make sure that the day I come in that to get, you know, for my surgery, that you're going to have someone there who can insert an IV in someone with rolling veins. Oh my gosh. Crazy. And if I wasn't, when I wasn't worrying about the IV needle, I was consumed with how much pain I was going to be in afterwards. Now, my doctor had already told me, I have this most, the most wonderful orthopedic, if you want to know his name, um, Dr. Cron, best in the world. But anyway, you know, he had already stressed to me over and over again that, you know, he would never allow me to be in any pain he could, he had control over. I mean, he, you know, so there was just no, re- I had been, I had been comforted by that. I had been told that. So I shouldn't be worried about it. But so out of all this craziness that could have possibly gone wrong that day, the two things I was worried about was my IV and the pain, which were both totally out of my control. And by worrying about these things, I was distracting myself from focusing on the positives that would come from this surgery. I was self-sabotaging. I wasn't thinking about how blessed I was to be able to be off work and still get 70% of my pay. I wasn't focusing on how the surgery would allow me a better quality of life. I wasn't focused on praying for the doctors and the nurses who would be performing the surgery. You know, the big stuff. I was lying awake at night worrying about an IV I would get before the surgery. And I certainly wasn't worrying about things that I could control. This was crazy. This is so trivial, what I was worrying about and losing sleep over. And it made me lose sight of the things that I could control. There was nothing I could do about the IV, and there was nothing I could do about the pain after the surgery. Nothing. 
So whatever was going to happen was going to happen. And all that worry and stress did nothing but focus on things in my life that, well, okay, let me rephrase that. And you know, somebody asked me not too long ago, they said, you don't edit your podcast? (laughs) Nope, nope, I don't edit. I don't believe in edit. Um, To me, I want you to get the straight me. And everybody knows I forget my thoughts and I have to go back. So so let me re-say that. Whatever was going to happen was going to happen. And everything I was worrying about, it took away from the focus of the things that I could control. So, I look back now and I think, how could I have handled that situation more effectively? So, here's something I've learned. Sometimes, it's good to think of times we've faced a similar situation in the past and it turned out just fine. So, here you go. This definitely wasn't my first time getting an IV. And well, you know what? Here I am all living in shit. (laughs) So, you know, why was I worrying about that? Sure, maybe they're going to stick me twice, but it's a needle, Denise. Come on. So, it was crazy for me to worry about that. I mean, I just can't say that enough because I'm almost ashamed and embarrassed to go, you know, I was worried about the IV. Yep, no, wasn't worrying about, you know, anything else going wrong, just the IV. So... I'm learning that if I start worrying about something, I can kind of find something, a parallel situation in my life where something happened. And whether the result was good or bad, it still came out okay. It doesn't mean that I sit and I think, okay, everything's unicorns and rainbows and I'm not going to, you know, everything's just going to be hunky freaking dory. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's going to be okay, no matter what the outcome. And sometimes it's good to share our fear. Now, this is kind of funny because sometimes it's not (laughs) because um, I did share my fear with every nurse that came in that day to ask me a question. Even the insurance lady, yes, the lady who came in to confirm my insurance, I told this lady, well, I hope they have a nurse here that can give an IV to someone with rolling veins. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes, I find that just, oh my gosh. Y'all, yes. So, you know, and a big shout out to all the nurses out there, not just for this, but because I know y'all have to put up with so many people like me, so way to go. Y'all rock. So, but even sharing my fear with them, even the insurance lady, they still patted me on the shoulder and tried to comfort me and told me it was going to be just fine. And they were so sweet. (laughs) And I know they talked about me out in the hall. And I would have talked about me out in the hall too. So that's good. But you know what? They told me it was going to be fine. And it was fine. Of course it was fine. It was an IV, you know. But I'm telling you, I, I cried. Oh, I'm embarrassed. I cried thinking and worrying about this damn IV. So when we are headed 
towards a construction get oh, when we are headed towards a construction zone like an upcoming event we can't control maybe we should sit back and allow ourselves to imagine the best case scenario now good luck with y'all with that y'all because yeah i'm still having a little issue with that but i'm giving y'all some great advice <laughs> no it's actually things i'm trying that i'm i'm working on myself that's kind of the whole reason again for this podcast these are things i'm working on i'm certainly not standing here telling y'all how to do it i'm trying to tell y'all this is part of my journey i think this has been a very hard podcast to put together because I'm still trying to conquer this. And so trying to put it all into words and keep it positive without telling you everything. Oh my God, you've got that coming up. Oh, what are we going to do? Because honestly, sometimes, (laughs) you know, that's the direction I head. But so anyway, so back to this. So if we have an upcoming event we can't control, Maybe we should sit back and allow ourselves to imagine the best case scenario. To imagine the best possible thing that can help us feel good in the now. Because that allows us to move into the uncertainty with a little more confidence. Now, I will admit I'm afraid to worry about the best case scenario because if the what if the worst case scenario happens, right? See, that is so unhealthy. Worry about the best case scenario. And if it doesn't go exactly that way, again, it's still going to be okay. And I've allowed myself more self-confidence towards the uncertainty of everything. So, I was actually reading this article a few days ago, and it was about a study where the participants were asked to imagine four positive things that could happen the next day. So they did this exercise every 14 days straight. That doesn't make sense, does it? I just realized. So they did this for 14 days straight every day. Guess what the findings of the study were? The group that practiced imagining four positive things that could happen the next day showed an increase in happiness. While the people in the other groups who had nothing to do, they were just a group, (laughs) um, and they weren't asked to imagine um, anything negative or anything, they just weren't asked to imagine four positive things that could happen the next day. Those people in the group who weren't asked to imagine that, they did not have the happiness the next day. They did not show an increase in happiness. I guess I should reword that. So they did not show an increase in happiness. So... I'm getting my words tangled up here. I told y'all this is a this is a hard podcast for me. Um, this might be one of my hardest because so basically the participants that were asked every night before you go to bed think of four positive things that could happen tomorrow. 
those participants found an increase in happiness the next day. The other group that weren't asked to think of anything, they did not show an increase in happiness the next day or an increase in positivity. They just lived their lives negative. Um, Maybe they're positive people, so they were positive. But just a normal person like me, (laughs) if we're going to call me normal, that would have meant I would have just had the same old routine, negative, you know, or find me some positivity, do a little meditating to find some peace, and go through life the next day as always, which just proves, this is an exercise, this is an assignment, you know how I love to give assignments. So before we go to bed at night, let's think of four positive things that could happen tomorrow. It could be anything that's going on in your life. It could be that it's not humid and your curly hair doesn't frizz, whatever. And it doesn't mean that that's not gonna happen, It just means you're thinking you're going to bed with positive thoughts. And it has been proven that that makes the next day a more positive day. So the takeaway from that is when we find ourselves drifting into a worst case scenario mode, we should realize this is a roadblock and begin imagining the best case scenario as well. It can help us create positive emotions to carry us through whatever is truly ahead in our construction zone, good or bad. I mean, it's okay to be positive in a bad situation. That's really hard for me to say, but it is. It is okay to be positive in a bad situation. And I know people like that, and I look at them like they have three heads. Like, why aren't you crying? Why aren't you rolled up in the fetal position in the bed? This horrible thing's going on in your life, and you're positive. Well, I found out they're more normal than me. (laughs) Imagine. So that's kind of the takeaway there. So there's you an assignment. So for the next week, when you go to bed, think of four positive things or more or less, two, six, five, whatever. But think of some positive things that can actually happen the next day and see if that does increase your happiness for the next day. I would really be I would really be glad. Let's conduct our own study. Oh, let's do that. So I could, because I would really be glad or really be, it would really be cool and make me glad that you did that. And I would love to find out the results. So, oh, let's conduct our own study. Definitely. That would be so cool. But another thing we can do, and this is something that I honestly try and do. And I I really do practice this. This is one thing I practice. But we need to find ourselves an I can't control everything mantra. If you don't know what a mantra is, and I'm going to read this so you'll know I'm reading this because I want to get it um I want to get it right so that you understand because I was a little confused on 
what a mantra was when I, at a certain part of my journey, where they talked about mantras. So I'm going to read this. It is an affirmation to motivate and inspire you to be your best self. Its purpose is to provide motivation and encouragement to you when you need to focus your mind to achieve a goal. So that's what a personal mantra is. And actually, this is one thing positive that I do. And because of my sweet mama, bless her sweetheart, um, she always had a mantra and it rubbed up on off on me, and I know it rubbed off on my children. But her go-to mantra is now my go-to mantra, and it's the serenity prayer. And it doesn't matter what your religious affiliation is, you can still use the serenity prayer as your mantra as you so choose. And I'm sure you've heard how it begins. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Now, this mantra is so special to me, and I actually had um, a tattoo designed after um, mom went away, and um, it has the word serenity in it, and I wear it proudly. And just a side note about that, after I got that um, that tattoo, um, I put it on Facebook, and there were certain people who said, oh, your mom would be so proud. Okay, let me tell you, no, she wouldn't. <laughs> no, she wouldn't. Um, she doesn't care that it is serenity and it's her mantra. No, the fact I got a tattoo would override anything about serenity. So that was kind of funny when people were saying, oh, your mom would be so proud. Mm-mm, nope, nope, nope. Big Carol was not into the whole tattoo thing. Um, but I think everyone needs to find their own mantra or phrase or quote that helps them let go of control or even something that helps us remember how resilient we really are and how much we are growing on our journey Because if you are on this journey, you are growing. And I know sometimes y'all see my hashtag that says baby steps are still steps. And I'm giving my secret away. But like most of the time when I use that hashtag, it's something I'm having a hard time with. And I'm not moving as as fast on my journey in that specific area that I wish that I was. So I have to remind myself, baby steps are still steps. So it's okay. And the main thing I want us all to remember, and this I have written at my desk on a sheet of paper. It says, you got this. Isn't that kind of Southern? You got this. Even if you're not sure what this is yet, you got it. And I have to remind myself, I've got this. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's going to be good or bad, but I got it. I know I'm learning the tools to handle it. I'm learning the tools to handle if it comes out, turns out bad. I'm learning the tools to handle it if it turns out great. So always remember that you got it, even if you don't know what it is yet, you got it. So another thing that happens when we're worrying about the future 
is we're creating problems in our head that don't actually even exist. <laughs> and I, I, Brooke and I were talking about this the other day, and, and girls are especially, um, I will say, oh, maybe I shouldn't say. Okay, I've already said it. So girls are especially bad at this. I know sometimes when you're dating, um, and, and you know you're dating and, and your boyfriend or a guy that you're interested in says he'll text you at noon. Okay, at noon he hasn't texted you. Okay, you're already calling your best friends and you're saying, we ha- I hate him, I don't want to date him anymore, or I'm done, I'm done, I'm just done. And then at 12.20, when he does text you, you're like, oh, okay, I'm over it now. Because between 12 o'clock and 12.20, we had developed at least 250 scenarios in our head. He's in a ditch. He had a wreck. He's with another girl. Something happened to his parents. Oh, should I call the hospital? Oh, my God, he got a DUI. I just, I, I mean, I'm just winging it here with things that, that we worry about. But, yes, females are worse than males at this. I truly believe. Please, you don't give me any backlash over that. But we are so busy asking ourselves what we're going to do if this happens or how are we going to handle this situation if it does happen that we don't remind ourselves that's it, that it's just totally impossible for every single one of those what ifs to come true. Now, I'm sure that in time, and there's people who will tell you that in between that 20 minutes, one of their what ifs did come true. But did sitting there worrying about it, getting angry about it, building up resentment about it, would that have changed? No. Whatever was going to happen within that 20 minutes, basically he probably fell asleep and just woke up and called. But regardless of that, all of those scenarios that went on in our head, whether they did or didn't happen, were going to happen anyway. So it did us no good to sit there and think of these things. I know some of you get that because I know some of you who are my friends who do that because we've done it together. <laughs> so that's what we have to remember that even all these what ifs that are going on in our head and we're stressing and we're getting mad or we're crying or whatever emotion that it's making us do, it's not it's not helping. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And the worrying and the stress and the emotions, the negative emotions that we're putting into it, they don't make a difference. They don't make a difference at all. Now, let me just take a disclaimer, a minute here to throw out a disclaimer. I stumbled over my words, so I'll say that again. Let me just take a minute to throw out a disclaimer. It's always good to be prepared. In no way is this podcast telling you, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about your retirement. Whatever's going to be is going to be. Oh, yeah, you know, that friend you have with a, you know, terminal illness. Don't worry about them. Um, you know, what's going to be is when it, what's going to be. Um, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying always be prepared, but don't become obsessed. 
obsession is something that I definitely, um, I do battle with. Um, wow. I just realized that I've admitted I'm a control freak and I've admitted that I get obsessed with things in this podcast. But like I said in one of my first podcasts that that's what you get from me. It's hard. It's really hard. And when I go back and listen to this and I realize that I've admitted this in this podcast, I'm going to want to take it down, but I'm not because hopefully if there's somebody out there who is a control freak and who obsesses like me, then maybe we can meet up on this journey and we can fix these things together. So always be prepared, but don't obsess. To run a potential what if through our head over and over and over again until it stresses us stresses us out it just puts us to the point of batshit craziness and batshit craziness is not a good place to be I thought I lived there for quite a while I thought that might be my address but um it it just it just sends us into this total spiral downward spiral of craziness and One more thing that I do, not just one more thing, but one more thing I'm going to touch on that I do when I'm stressing about the construction zone ahead is I start looking at the big picture. Like, I mean, I can start bringing in aunts, uncles, cousins, friends I haven't seen since high school, and I'm including them in these crazy-ass scenarios in my head, and that's just nuts. I am so busy with this total big picture that I forget to pay attention to the small things, like the true friends that I really have, or how blessed I am to have a good job, or how thankful I am to have the most wonderful and beautiful granddaughter ever. Um, You know, you forget about these things, and these are the things that we should be concentrating on because they bring so much value to our life and worrying and stressing over things that we can't control it just robs us of thinking of the amazing things that you have in your life it robs you of your joy and that is something that I think about often I'll stop and I'll say roadblock you know, because that's the word I throw up when I find myself in that position. And I think this is robbing me of my joy and of my happiness. And again, it's it's not going to change the outcome of anything. So basically, y'all, it's just time to put an end to stressing about that construction zone ahead. We end up making ourselves sick, stressed out grumpy, and just not a fun, loving, and gracious person. And we all have the ability to be fun, loving, and gracious. We all have that ability. That's the way the way God made us. So we are allowing all these other things to affect the way that we were made. Now, some of us were made to be more obsessive and more self-controlling than others. And sometimes that can be a positive, 
Okay, so okay, so y'all can give me that. Sometimes it can. But most of the time, it's not. It is not healthy at all. And again, I want to go over that. That doesn't mean to go through life without ever thinking about tomorrow. We do have to prepare ourselves for the things that come. But we have to remember to worry. No, let me rephrase that. We have to prepare ourselves to think about the things that we can control. Like we can control getting up for work the next day. So there you go. There's one of your positives for the night. I can get up and go to work tomorrow. And then let your mind rest. Now, doesn't that just sound easy peasy? Nope. Mm -mm. It doesn't. But seriously, it's time to stop staying awake all night thinking about the what ifs in the construction zone and torturing ourselves with these unnecessary thoughts. It's just, as I've said, I'm going to say it again. And like I said, this might go down in history as my worst podcast ever, except my first one, because I know I've stumbled over my words and I've gone off topic. And I want to say it's because I'm really... um, this is really my challenge on my journey right now. And um, I'm actually fighting back a few tears because I'm just struggling so bad with these things right now. But the fact that I've claimed it, I've took accountability for it, that's your first step. That's your first step. That's your first baby step. Actually, that's your biggest step. Then your baby steps come after that. But if the more we stay awake and we worry about these things, it's just the more batshit crazy we're going to become. And that's not a good thing, y'all. <laughs> Trust me. It's not a good thing. And I know some of you know. And for those of you out there who don't have this issue... And I I can go back and talk about my friend, Krista. Yeah, we actually talked about this on the podcast where I interviewed her. And I asked her, how do you not worry about things that are going to happen? And her answer to me was, because whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And I can tell you without throwing out her shit that she's had some big events happen in her life that um, even her husband asked her, how can you sleep at night? And her answer was, because whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And that is my goal. And if you are like me, (laughs) um, hopefully you're more like her. But if you're more like me, that's the way we need to be. We need to stop stressing about tomorrow because we deserve all the happiness today that we can possibly manifest our way. And I guess that's kind of how I'll just close this. Um, Stop stressing about tomorrow and the construction zones ahead and the things that could happen, might happen, woulda, coulda, mighta. 
or even the things that you know that are that are coming up. Like I said, um, you know, I know school just happened, so it wouldn't just be a graduation, but you know, you a relative coming in town, or you have um a wedding. Oh, a wedding. Yeah, that kind of hits home. So you have a wedding coming up and you just want everything to be perfect that day. Everything is going to be perfect that day because you're going to be there and your significant other's going to be there. So anything that you think goes wrong, it's not wrong. What's the meaning of that day? The meaning of that day is is that the two of you profess your love for one another. Okay, I'm going to cry. And that's the day that you go before God and everybody in the universe and you profess your love and you become husband and wife. So, so what? The caterer messed up your flowers. So what? You can't find the guest book. So what? Somebody's necklace broke. It doesn't matter. I, I did have this, and I still do, but when my children were younger, it's kind of crazy that the older I've gotten, the more I worry, which should be the other way around because I raised two babies. But I used to tell my kids that, you know what, when bad things would happen, I would say, you know what? In five years or 10 years, we're going to sit around at Christmas and we're going to laugh about this. And I would go on. And I, I'm trying to get back to that place because it is true. It is true. If you could be at some of our Christmases with us sitting around talking about the crazy, oh, just the craziness that happened. And we just laugh about it now. When at that time... It was serious, and it was a big deal, and of course, I worried about it, and I'm not saying I didn't, but I would constantly try to tell myself, you know what? In just a couple of years, we're going to laugh about this. We're going to sit back, and we're going to think how funny this was, so I think I'm going round and round, so I'm going to stop now, and like I said, this probably wasn't one of the best podcasts, but I hope I got, I hope the rawness and the honesty that I put out here. I hope it resonates with someone that might be in the same place as me. Um, and please, as I always say, and I have had people reach out to me and it's so awesome because we can talk about it together or they can tell me how they conquered the challenge that I'm trying to conquer or even they've asked me how I even got to where I am now please reach out to me. I have a Facebook page that I would love for you to go like. It's called Jammin' the Journey, the podcast. I also have an email, jamminthejourney at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. So I publish a new episode every week that I think will be interesting and most of all help anyone out there that's on their journey to finding their best self. And I hope that this podcast, as crazy as it went and as out of sync as it went, and as I didn't even hardly follow my notes, I hope that it helps 
someone out there, and I hope it helps them see that they're not alone, and I hope that I gave some tips on how we can both better ourselves at this point of our journey. So, with that being said, thank you for listening. Really, thank you for listening. If you hung around this long, <laughs> thank you for listening. Um, again, if you need me, I am at jamingthejourney at gmail.com. Or you can find me on my new Facebook page, Jamming the Journey, the, pod, the podcast. Ah, you know what? I think it's just Jamming the Journey podcast. Anyway, you can find it. Um, I, I love to hear from you. It, it, I get so excited. I, I've, I've heard from several people and I actually heard from a person who I really helped. And like I've said before, the old cliche, if I can just help one person, it'll be worth it. I truly mean that. I truly do. And I felt so good that I was able to help her out of a dark place and get her started on her journey. So remember, there's no right way or wrong way to do life. So put that playlist on shuffle and let's jam this journey together. Till next time, y'all.